Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. Another, it ought to be a fun-filled episode of Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews for you. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And today, we are bringing you Marvin Lee a day. I love Marvin. I love Marvin, too. I think he should have went with it. (laughs) (laughs) No, folks, we're bringing you Meatloaf, the debut album, Bad Out of Hell, which was originally released on October 21st, 1977. Uh, That's probably the way that I remember ever listening to it. But today we're bringing you the 2017 reissue. Yep. And it's it's fucking badass. That's all I can say. It's a fun one. Um, So, without further ado, let's bring you some new Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. But before we get started, mm-hmm. I just want to say a big out to Canada. Yeah. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Hey, we're going international. Fuck Motherfuckers, yeah. we're international. We're very continental right now. Uh, hey, w- when we go across the pond, mm-hmm. I'll shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, if I do shit my pants, I will <laughs> put it up on the Facebook page and everybody can enjoy it. Can't wait for that. Nah, I think I'm going to pass on shit. <laughs> I think I quit doing that probably about the time this album came out. I would hope so. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I probably heard this when I was about two, three, somewhere in there. Yeah, I remember hearing it when I was a kid. This is, uh, I forget which song it was, but it's definitely the first video I remember seeing on MTV when they started. You know, like all the videos from this are kind of the same, right? Yeah, I mean, I I know my brother had it playing um, when I was little. And that's how I got to know the album. And so hopefully today we can bring something to you about this album. Because, I mean, it is a great fucking album. Uh, Even if you're a metalhead, if you do not own this, you cannot call yourself a metalhead. I mean, look at the genres it's listed in. Go ahead, Trav. Load them up with some knowledge. It it is kind of crazy. So, you know, on this show, not that Wikipedia matters a ton but it is always interesting to see how they list bands uh by genre right so they have <laughs> meatloaf this record in here for hard rock glam rock heavy metal power pop progressive rock <laughs> okay so this album covers all of the what was that the venn diagram you did <laughs> except for smoking computer <laughs> yeah so th- this this checks all the boxes hey smoking computer how you doing over there buddy nice yeah, that motherfucker, man, he's got the life. He does. Sits in the corner. I feel like he's a freeloader right now. Dude, the son of a bitch, I mean, all he does is smoke all day, man. Um, we're gonna He's probably going to get his own goddamn podcast we keep going, <laughs> I guess. All right, you want to jump into the uh, album cover and artwork? Uh, dude, should we, uh, you want to do the beer first or last oh, f- this week? Nah, fuck it, I'm empty, so. Right. Okay, folks, you got to bear with us a little bit this week. Uh... Oh, we we've had pretty good head start before we got this. 
Um, We're a little I, tuned up. Yeah, I'm officially off of work for like, I don't know, like almost, it's close to 20 days. So my days are running together right now. So yeah, it's I've been doing 12 ounce curls. How about you, Trev? Kind of the same. Okay, same. <laughs> he, he does do some remote from homework, folks. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah, we're having a good time. Uh, I guess it's okay. We say it is the holiday season. Yeah, I mean this won't air until afterwards. Yeah, but for, it'll, for us, it'll be in, after we're in winter break. But um, you know we're we're really enjoying the amount of fan feedback that we're getting for the episodes. Yeah, it's very cool. But Thanks. but folks, please refrain from the boy. It sounds like a real podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck would you think it would sound like? That's what we're doing. We're doing a podcast. Yeah. I mean. Do you like that one? Yeah. It's kind of like a backhanded comment <laughs> when you say that. So, hey, how about you do this for us? If you love it, tell your friends about it so we can get more likes, more downloads. Um, you know, yeah. we're, we're, we're hoping this thing goes across the pond. Yeah. I mean. We're already international. Yeah. We are we're, international players. We're trying to get out of North America. Holla! <laughs> yeah. But hey, guess what? We still don't have no jets. We don't have no Ferraris. And we, don't, we don't have that Marshall mini fridge yet. Yeah, I know. Marshall, you guys are letting us down on the mini fridge. But, when, when we got to go into the Ozark Trail, which is non affiliated with the show, Ozark Trail <laughs> uh, <laughs> lunchbox to get the beer for the week. Come on, Marshall. You guys, we okay. we support you. I mean, we've got your equipment. I mean, come on, man. Get off the mini fridge. Yeah, do it. Um, before I dip into the uh, the cooler here, um, Big J has mailed us a care package with a lot of swag. Oh, beer. The, the 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 fucking swag bag is on the way. It is. So we're gonna have a, a good uh, few episodes. All coming right. Up. Well, I'm gonna give a big up to Big J up yep. in uh, Ohio, which I'm still sure he's probably freezing his nuggets off at this time of year. Yeah, they have snow right now. Um, but it, hey, a Big J's in it. It's gonna be some quality swag. So you know, don't think that we're not gonna bring you that fine swag, my friends. So, as we like to say here on the show, stay swaggy, our friends. That's right. All right, you ready for this? Yeah, go ahead and dip into the big Ozark Trail, because Marshall, hello, Marshall Amplification, we need the mini fridge. Oh, shit. We have this week, okay, I've never had this. Uh, It is some premium lager beer. We got some Kingfisher premium lager beer, the finest malted barley and hops. Yeah, so I thought since we're going international with the show, I thought I'd go international with the beer this week. All right. This this is a fine lager from India. India? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my only concerns is it's in a green bottle. (laughs) Well, to be fair, originally it was from India. I think it might be brewed domestically now. Uh yeah, well I don't know. It's imported from maybe U- it's just it's imported by them. U- Utica, New York. Hey, New York. By the way, um, wow, goddamn, he's got shit going every which way but loose over here, folks. Um, so yeah, we're going to get into this Kingfisher. But uh, speaking of New York, yep, you know I'm still reaching out to you, Charlie, Scott, Frankie. Hey, 
Send us some of that freaking war dance. North Carolina beer and liquor laws suck, and we cannot get it. So Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, I would love to have had that when we did the Anthrax episode. But who's to say that's our only Anthrax episode? This is Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews, and we pretty much do whatever the fuck we want. We do. Not to go too far off topic, but uh, I just got that Among the Living action figure. The anthrax, dude. That was that was badass when you yeah. when you sent me the uh, picture of that. For the um, folks that don't know, I'm a giant nerd. Nerd. Uh, so I like <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> hey, honestly, I am not so much of a nerd, <laughs> and I thought it was badass. Yeah, it's pretty great. But I will say to anthrax, and I know you guys got control over this. Make one of the not man. Yeah, the not man. He's iconic. I mean, that's your Eddie, that's your Vic Rattlehead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, come on, guys. I, I thought you guys would have already jumped all over that. You probably did, yeah. but that was probably reserved for record execs. Well, we're just a small-time show here, and hey, if you guys got any of those not-mans laying around, go ahead and send it, and I'll build a shelf, and we'll put that some bitch on. Okay, yeah, sure. I, I'm done asking for free shit. Let, I end up thirsty, so right. let's try some of this Kingfisher Premium right. Lager beer. Let's hold on, it. hold on. We got we got to give it the tap. Oh, did you hear that, folks? Nice. Okay, here we go. What's that bad? Nah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, to me, it tastes like Heineken. It's not too far off a of Heineken. Nah, it's it's real close to a Heineken. Uh, you know, you and I talk about Heineken, how it tastes better out of cans and bottles. Yeah. This tastes like Heineken in a bottle, not a can. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm getting out of it. And if it's like Heineken, uh, this motherfucker ain't going to survive very long. <laughs> Cause you know, folks and the fine folks at Heineken, uh, I love your product. Um, you know, so send us some fucking shit, man. Yeah, this is good. I haven't had this for years and years. I've never had it, but. Uh, if I went to a place that did have it, mm-hmm. I'd get it. It does. It reminds me of Heineken in bottles. Yeah, that's good. Um, I prefer Heineken in cans. Yeah, Heineken in cans is has a little less. Uh, it's skunkiness. consistent. Yeah, yeah, but um, I have had Heineken bottles that are way worse than what this right. is. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and shit. I'm gonna give it a five. I mean, I like it. Um. Yeah, it's good. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. It's um, tasty. It is. I have no problem drinking a six pack of this. No. And honestly, even though it is in a green bottle, I don't see it as being super skunky. No. I mean, I agree with what you said. I've had Heineken bottles. <laughs> oh my god, I've had Heine- skunkier than that. Heineken bottles, and it's like, god damn, what skunk did you milk the fucking get this shit? Who's drinking this, honey? No, I was saying. It was a tradition back in the old country. Damn, that's nasty. The old country must have been fucked up. Yeah. You know, so it yeah. is what it is. But no, I think it's pretty good. I, and I'm going to stick with my five. But this motherfucker ain't going to see about three more drinks. <laughs> I can tell you that. All right. Well, how about we roll into some meatloaf? Let's do it. Bat out of hell. Okay. Let's get on with the album cover and artwork. What do you give it? Um... So to be fair, the album cover and artwork are my favorite part of the record. Okay. I, I like the record. This is not like a negative review, but 
the album cover and the artwork are just pretty fucking fantastic, right? You oh, got, yeah. You know, you got this motorcycle coming out of this graveyard with this sort of like demon gargoyle oh, type thing. And honestly, as a little kid seeing that, it kind of scared the hell out of you a little bit. Well, that's the thing. Like, for the last 30 years, every metal record looks like that, right? Like, oh, yeah. Every album cover like I, this. I, I think it was a blueprint. Yeah, I mean. Definitely. Um. That it's it's weird. Like the album cover looks like this is going to be this super fucking heavy record, right? I mean, it's not it's still great, but it's not. No, it's not heavy by no means. But it, but yeah. So the album cover is a five out of five for me. Yeah, I I, I mean I gave it a five. Um, you know, Jim Steinman he came up with the concept. Richard Corbin did the illustration, and like you said, the fucking motorcycle busted out of the graveyard. It's just fucking badass, man. Yeah. But, so, wait, Jim Steinman, he's, he's composed like the songs, but he came up with the album cover sort of? Yeah, he, cool. he, uh, I didn't know he composed all the songs on this. Um, he did, you know, Bad Out of Hell 2. Yeah. Um, it, you know, if we're going to go down the Jim Steinman road here a little bit, um, he also, he did Total Eclipse of the Heart for Bonnie, Bonnie Tyler, Tyler. Yeah. But originally that song was given to Meatloaf from him. Um, and making love out of nothing at all was a Jim Steinman song that was made popular by Air Supply, mm-hmm. which was supposed to go to Meatloaf. Can, wait, can I break in for one second? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna bust your nuts on this. <laughs> so no, you're not gonna break in. Okay, so speaking of Air Supply, my first concert ever in life, and I feel guilty for this. It was like 1996 when Kiss did the reunion tour. Why don't you go here and share with everyone um, what your very first concert was? <laughs> Air supply. <laughs> hold on, did you? Hold on, I didn't quite hear that. Could you say it a little clearer, please? Air supply at Vets Memorial in Columbus. And um, my wife, <laughs> your sister, wanted to make sure <laughs> that I brought that up, and I said, "Oh, I'm not letting that motherfucker live it down." But I'm, I'm going to sure. ask you the big question. Yeah. Do you still got the concert stub? I don't. Damn. If you had the ticket stub, we could have hung it on the wall. That would have been uh, to sweet. To be fair, they had a good light show. I mean, I was like seven. so it Okay, but here's the thing. Great, I'm but... not going to bust you too hard because at least you were seven right. and going to concerts. My ass had to be, shit, I was in my fucking 20s before <laughs> I ever got to go. So here, here I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the on that one as we uh, still enjoy this Kingfisher Premium Lager Beer. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to throw that at you. I knew that's where you were going, <laughs> but I was like, no, you are not stealing my fucking thunder today. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely that album. And even on the backside of the album. Uh, it's great. But can I just throw in real quick what my second concert was? I, I upped the game for my second concert. Okay. It, it, it was David Lee Roth at the Marion Popcorn Festival. <laughs> and well... <laughs> But was that in 86 when they were doing the uh, Eat em and Smile tour? No. It was uh, in between. That hadn't come out yet. Crazy from the Heat had come out. Okay, so it was his just the gigolo. Yeah. But I'm going to say it. And you guys can send all your hate mail all you want. I had that on cassette. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. Same. I mean, I was. I think I literally cried when I found out that Diamond Dave was no longer going to be a member of Van Halen. <laughs> That was a hard one. I mean, but, and then he come out with Eat Him and Smile. But we're not going to go too far yeah. down that, because that could be future episodes. Yeah. But, uh... All right, you want to... Yeah, that's definitely a five on the album cover. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, you know, it's so good of a front cover. Fuck the back. I mean, even though it is cool, meatloaf in a tuxedo wearing some cheesy yeah. 70s glasses. But, you know, if if you got the album, check it out. It's cool. For sure. What do you think about uh, Strong Tracks? I think right now I'm going to take a good swig of this Kingfisher. If you want to go into yours, go ahead. All right. So overall, Strong, strong Kingfisher's hitting me. Uh, strong strong tracks. tracks. Um, I mean, this is pretty classic record, right? You got to go four. Uh, there's so many. Um, and to be fair, this isn't a record like I sit down and listen to a lot. Like, um, I'm a casual Meatloaf fan, but it's one of those records. It's fucking great. Like, if you sit down, like when I put the record on, you know, listen to both sides, uh, which I think is probably the first time I've ever done that. It's great. You know, it's really sort of like. I don't want to say cinematic, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's cool. It's like this story. So, um, I don't know. One, one song that I do really love on this, uh, which is hard because I went back and forth. Um, all revved up with no place to go. Like that's your fave. No, but that's, that's, but you like that one? Yeah. Like, and that's one of the ones that popped out when I was listening to the whole thing. And to me, that is one, uh, I could go either way on that one, but I know I'm not going to get into it too deep because, you know, we got our favorites and we got our track to avoids. But um, honestly, as far as the strong tracks go, I rated it at a four. Yeah. um, Because honestly, I feel five out of the seven songs on this album are strong, in my opinion. I mean, you got heavy hitters, which are obvious, you know, Bad Out of Hell, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, those are all fucking solid, you know. But, you know, yeah, I went with a four. Because, honestly, to me, this ain't one that I'm going to throw on every week. But if you busted this album out every month or every couple months, I mean, it. it's, it's funny because I think Jim Steinman summed it up as it's an album that no matter when it came out, it's not ever going to fit because it's really just kind of out of yeah, time. For sure. But to me, I think it's timeless. I mean, you can throw it on today and it sounds just as good as it did back in 77 when it come out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely fun to listen to. So then what, what's your favorite track then? Oh, I gave it a five. I, and it, at first I thought it was going to be hard because if, if you go through the just the ones that I listed for the strong tracks... I mean, those are all solid tunes off of this album. Totally. But I gave my favorite track the five, and it's Bad Out of Hell. I mean, Todd Rundgren, he rocks the fuck out of that one with some of the best guitar tone I think I've ever heard. And it, it's like it literally jumps out of you when you listen to this on vinyl. This, uh, it totally does. The, and I, I feel like I'm the last person to realize that Todd Rundgren was a huge part of this record. Like, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I mean, the CD, to me, does this song absolutely no justice. And I think it's a great opening track for the album. And, you know, I love the roller coaster songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this song is roller coaster to the fifth dimension. And I mean, like when that fucking guitar kicks in and he's just doing that little ding, you know, that real high part. Oh my God, that fucker just, it fucking grabs you. And I think it's just a kick-ass song. And then it turns into a fucking jam session, you know. And honestly, 
I like to think that this song inspired Metallica to do 10-minute songs. <laughs> and, you know, like I said, the guitar tone on it is just, it's its not really dirty. It's just, it's its kind of clean. But, man, is it a fucking hell of a tone. That just, it's, yeah. it's almost like it grabs you by the fucking balls and sucks you into this album. Yeah, it, it totally works. I, I went with the same song for my favorite track in the 4 out of 5, Bad Out of Hell. Like, that's a great album opener, right? Uh and it just fucking, it's fun to listen to. Like, it's a killer song. Oh, yeah. And um, if you haven't heard it in a long time, if you if you have this vinyl laying in your collection, definitely go, just throw that fucker on right now. Because, honestly, it's like, what, it's 10 plus minutes, the mm-hmm. song is. Yeah, I think it's, what is it, nine? Or, it, it's almost 10 fucking minutes, Yeah, man. Yeah, just under 10. But, God damn, that song pulls you in. And to me... Out of every album we've reviewed so far, I think that is the most solid opener that we've reviewed. Oh, I, I mean, that's throwing the gauntlet down. I gotta throw it in there. Oh, I think it's, I think it's good. Yeah, no, you know, I'm gonna disagree with that. Well, I know you will, but I'm not gonna disagree with this Kingfisher because this is some <laughs> pretty good shit. Of the albums that we've reviewed so far, uh, I'm gonna go with two. The first two that popped into my head, right? Uh, one we well, did for, recently. Foreigner Nightlife it kicks off great. It does kick off great, but, but I, I was thinking, uh, just the last episode we did, be all end all. Oh yeah, like okay, that, that's a pretty great opener. Okay, but <laughs> okay, speaking of be all end all, yeah. which is Anthrax, by the way, mm-hmm. if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. I want to bring up something about this. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I almost wonder if uh. You know, Anthrax didn't get a little inspiration for the whole uh, sympath or goddamn this fucking shit's yeah, getting me. It's doing its work. The whole symphony sound. Yeah, I don't wonder if they got the inspiration from that from this because uh, let's see, Heaven Can Wait has a great symphony part, and Scott Ian is also Meat Loaves. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, let's see. Marvin. Marvin Lee Adays, <laughs> better known than me, or better known as Meatloaf, son-in-law. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if they might have kind of got that from this. That's totally possible. Hey, Scott, Charlie, hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, if nothing else, I'm going to always like to think that. Yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so what do you think about your track to avoid? What do you got? My track to avoid. I had to go heaven can wait. I gave it a three. Um, I gave it a three since, uh, you know, meat's voice sounds great on it, but to me, it's just too much piano on a rock track. The harmonies are great, but I think they should have threw a little guitar on it. Yeah. Should we call him meat or Mr. Loaf? Um, I always wondered if Scott Ian calls him Mr. Meatloaf or just Mr. <laughs> Loaf or whatever. Hey, Scott, once again, God, this is turning into a fucking anthrax episode. I know. But, uh, yeah, let us know, you know, and, you know, we hope you and Pearl are doing great and let, fill us in on some of this Meatloaf. Uh, let, so this is, see. this is kind of funny. I didn't expect this. I picked the same track to avoid. So we picked the same favorite track and track to avoid so far, except I gave it one out of five. I think Heaven Can Wait's a horrible song. I didn't give it... 
I mean, I get where you're coming from of giving it a one, but honestly, when I went back and re-listened to it, um, y- you know, Meat's voice is just distinct, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, and, I mean, I, that's why I didn't give it any lower than a three. Yeah, I get that. Um, it wasn't so much that I loved the fucking track. But I mean, I can see. I mean, I can go a one. I can go a three on it because to it's me, it a, is. It's, it's a boring song it, to me. It is boring, yeah. and to me, that is the one to throw away off of this album, definitely. So I don't think that we've reviewed any records so far where we agree on favorite track, track to avoid, and deep cuts. A lot of times we've had two out of three of those the same. A lot of times we've disagreed on all of them. Uh, I got the feeling in upcoming episodes, we may hit that, but, yeah. uh, we, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Prince, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what all that was, folks. It must have been the Kingfisher. Um, so this, I mean, this is one of the, <laughs> typically on this show, we do records that are a little bit left to center, right? So, like, we did Flick of the Switch. You know what I mean? Like, Big bands, but not their biggest record. But we, we, you know, occasionally we're gonna do like some of the bigger records like this. You know, and this album has sold like forty some million copies. This, oh, right? this album is fucking huge. I mean, so, it's, it's in the five hundred greatest albums of all time yeah, list. I mean, um, so it, albums like this, it when you're picking a deep cut, it's everybody knows all the songs on the record, right? Yeah. So I gave this one a four out of five. I picked. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's your deep cut? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's a great song, and I do love it. But I just assume on a record this big, there's not really any deep cuts, right? Honestly, I I, I want to agree with you, but I got to disagree with you on that. Because as I listened to it, it was a song that I probably would have skipped over nine million times. Mm-hmm. And I just sat down and listened to it. And when I was doing my show prep, and it's a great fucking song, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give it a five, and I'm going for crying out loud. Really, the yeah, last song, the last yeah. song, and honestly, I think that song it showcases meets vocal range and control. I mean, he stays like tight as he's singing that. No, and, he does. I mean, it's, and, it's good, but, and, and honestly on that track, Jim Steinman's piano really flows with meat's voice on that one. You mean Mr. Loaf? Yeah. Mr. Loaf, uh, Mr. Marvin Lee day, <laughs> whatever you want to call him <laughs> at that point. And, uh, I mean, honestly, how can you argue with that song when one of the fucking, uh, lines in it is, and can't you <laughs> see my faded Levi's bursting apart? Nice. <laughs> I mean, nice. You know what a great line, and and you know, and that's again. You know, I wonder if Anthrax got inspired by the symphony on the beginning of this well, one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, for I be all end all. And honestly, I think it's a great closer song on this album. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not a bad song. I just don't think it's my deep cut. I, I think a lot of bands were influenced by like some of the symphonic parts of this record, um, for sure. Which court, you know, that leads us then over to production and overall sound. Oh, let me. I want to get to something though that yeah. I want to bring up yeah. is because this album, it really and it kind of ties into our production and shit. I mean, this album was like shopped around to like all kinds of fucking labels, and they all just like fucking denounced it. Like, no, we're not going to fucking put it out. Yeah, that's kind of crazy and, to think about. I mean, now. even like Clive Davis, he rejected this project, and 
it, it's so funny if you read some of the shit that you know happened with his album. I mean, I can see Meatloaf doing this, you know, like after they just got dismissed by Clive Davis, you know, Meatloaf's down on the street yelling, fuck you, Clive, <laughs> you know, up to the building. And I mean, Clive Davis, I mean, yeah. he's a huge fucking music mogul. Yeah. And here's Meatloaf got the ball saying, fuck you. I mean, to me, I like that. That 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 that's that makes beards, brews, and vinyl reviews right there because yeah. we're all about the dick and fart jokes and <laughs> fuck everything. I mean, I mean, I just love that shit like that. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So, I, production overall sound like this is pretty classic, right? Um, yeah, typical seventies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm going four out of five. Like it's it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, that's cool, because, I mean, I gave it a four. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got a great flow to it, and, you know, I think it's a really great album. That was It was never hyped by the record companies. I mean, they put very little into any backing on this album, but yet it still sold a good, like a gazillion copies. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, I think to this day it's still selling about 200000 a year. Yeah, it's like, who doesn't own it at this point? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, honestly, I'm going to throw it out there. I, I think Todd Rundgren did a great job on this. And, you know, Jim Steinman composed a winner in this one. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. It is. Um, and, you know, and that's the funny thing about Jim Steinman, too. I mean, because if you listen to this record, you know, it, pretty much it's about a fucking teenage dude getting ready to fucking go get his first piece of ass. Don't wear yourselves out, boys. Save some energy for me. Enough of it, Beavis. We're finally gonna score. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're gonna do it all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> boys. Boys. Boys! You know, like like songs like you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, you know, it's got that old Motown vibe to it. Yeah, there is some of that. And it, it it's got that Phil Spector sound to it. And, you know, but hey, we all know where he's at right now, right? We're not going to White Collar Resort Prison. No, no, no. We're going to Federal Pound Me in the Ass Prison. I, I don't want to go to any prison. Why the hell did I do this? This episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews was recorded before Phil's death. Uh, you know, and uh, like as you, you know, you liked All Revved Up and or All Revved Up with No Place to Go. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I did like the saxophone in that song. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, it's got that little bit of a Zeppelin kind of vibey sound going on with it. That totally does. You know, this is like 77, so I'm sure there's still a big Zeppelin influence in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just it was just something that I picked up. And, you know, I just want to throw this out there, too. Um, Okay, because my wife, your sister... She loves this fucking album. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Lights, um, she got a standing ovation at an anniversary party for Rod and Tina, which, hey, guys, we know you're listening. Thanks for listening. Tell all of your friends when she sang this one. And, you know, she don't just up and mm-hmm. jump and do shit like that. Right. So, you know, you know that's a great fucking song. 
and you know it just it's just one of them songs that it just takes you back to what it was like being a teenage dude trying to score yeah i mean it's a pretty timeless song you know that's back when you were trying not to get zipper friction <laughs> and bust <laughs> you know all over you know but uh and then like i said for crying out loud you know the dude's talking about his levi splitting apart <laughs> i'm gonna show my ding dong A blind baby. Uh, listen, I'm not too clear on the lyrics there that you just used, so uh, let's go back, huh? Maybe it's my fault. Uh, listen, I'll, li- I'll read you what I got, okay? Uh, going downtown, gonna see my gal, gonna sing her a song, gonna show her my ding-dong. That's right, ding-dong. Uh, blind baby, what the hell's this ding-dong? I think he's gonna show you, J.R. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Will you look at the size of that thing? Oh, <laughs> it will never get that on the album cover. Oh, <laughs> probably play right. jump rope with it. I mean, if, if I ever wrote one line in a song, that would be it. I mean, but hey, we like dick and fart jokes <laughs> here on this show. So do you want to move on to overall listening experience? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I probably just bored everybody with that, but... <laughs> Pretty much this album, if you haven't figured out by now, it's, it's, oh, wait, it's about getting laid. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, I mean, to me, that's what honestly is kind of fun about the album, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like a coming of age, right? Like you're. Well, you're that, right? but if you, if you think about this album come out in originally in 77, so they had to find like sneaky ways mm-hmm. really to sneak all of that in. And I think Jim Steinman was brilliant on yeah. that. Yeah, no doubt about that. I mean, come on. Have you seen the guy? It ain't like he was frog you know, he probably wasn't pulling major <laughs> ass. I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there, you know. He was probably like super nerdy and all that, mm-hmm. but it is what it is. But boy, that Kingfisher, it went down pretty good. It did. But uh what do you got now? Um what am I? Uh, what am I drinking? Yeah, what are you drinking? Oh. I don't give a shit what you got. I'm talking as long as you ain't got the COVID, we're fine. I'm, I don't think I do. I moved over to uh, Sierra Nevada Torpedo Extra IPA. Torpedo, Boom. Sierra Nevada. Do you hear that? Do I need to ask what you're drinking? No, you don't have to. All right. I wish I honestly. I kind of wish I had a little bit of hams. And hams. Yeah. Throw us a bone, man. I mean, I enjoyed the hams. Yeah, we need to go get some hams. Hams is like some, uh, you know, as my cousin Troy likes to say, uh, enjoy the value in the great taste. <laughs> and I used a bag on him for <laughs> hams, but hey, don't knock it until you try it, folks. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm drinking Heineken again. Um, maybe we should add one more section, you know, to our uh, little outline that we do every week. Should we add a section for overall drinking experience? Overall drinking, <laughs> dude. I kind right? I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. We, might, we might see that. All right. So, uh, do over- you want to add it to this show? Or well, I'm gonna say five for this. Show. Oh, <laughs> I like the Kingfisher a lot. Yeah, what about you? The Kingfisher is great. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a five. Yeah. Go buy you some. Um, what do you got for overall listening experience? I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a great album that you should own. And, you know, I loved it when I was three years old, and I love it now as I'm 45. Yeah. I mean, um, is it something that I would call my go-to album? No. But 
the you know just at the time it was produced how it was produced um it wasn't a majorly promoted album by no means but look how this thing grew legs and took off yeah i mean it's and honestly folks we could have modeled our podcast after this <laughs> i don't know i mean hell we drink a lot but uh yeah i agree i gave it a four like it's it's good it's but it's, honestly, you know and like you said though i don't listen to this ever really but it's uh it's a great record it's one that somebody puts on you're like oh yeah sweet and the funny thing is if if someone puts it on on a cd you're not going to feel the same about it as if you heard it on vinyl yeah because to me everything that's important about this album jumps out and grabs you off of the vinyl experience yeah it, it totally does when i was doing um taking my notes for this you know i listened to the record on my system and then I also listened to it on um, YouTube uh, through my system, right? And it does nothing. Yeah, you know, and obviously that's compressed and digital, but that's what most people yeah. are listening to it yeah, on, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, Some sort of digital medium. So, but like the difference is like night and day. Like it is one of the biggest differences of the records we've reviewed so far. Like we always talk about how when you listen to the vinyl, we're talking about with ACDC a lot. Um, it it's wide, it's big, it opens up the room, right? And I honestly think that this album is the most important album that you need to listen to on vinyl for that fact. Yeah. Because, like, when you listen to Bad Out of Hell, um, when you hear it, like, I was listening to it on Amazon, you know, Prime mm -hmm. Music, which, hey, they carry our podcast, folks, so make sure you listen to it on that. It's true. But uh, when I was listening to it on that, I, I, I flat-ass told my wife, your sister, I said, this version does it no justice because when we listen to it on vinyl, when that guitar kicks in, it just fucking grabs you in to what you're listening to. It, it, I mean, it does, and that's the, that's the thing. I guess I think too many people just want and I'm not judging anybody, but uh, value convenience over sound quality, right? And I know that vinyl's expensive, and it is, yeah. Uh, you know, it takes up a lot of space and this and that. But if you are really into sound quality and stuff, it's a lot of times it's the best medium to listen to. And, it and I'm going to throw it out there because I know I'm going to catch I'm going to catch a lot of shit from cousin Dave on this, yeah, because he used to be a big vinyl guy, and now he's all about the CD. And I don't know if it's out of convenience of storage or whatnot. And I'm sure Cousin Dave probably had some fucking sweet-ass shit that we would love to get our hands on. Mm -hmm. But to me, I just think that just the... I mean, I'm just going by the headroom that the vinyl has. It, it To me, it's just so much brighter than what you get off of a CD or a cassette on this album. And I mean, I mean, it's it's a lot of them like that. And plus, like, uh, and we've touched on this before that it's like the whole ritual of vinyl is fun, right? Like you're looking at the record, you're yeah. looking at the album cover, you put it down, you tend to listen to the whole side, right? Yeah. And, and then flip it over. And it's not so much of that, but sometimes it's the thrill of the hunt. Oh, that, that's like yeah. when you go out vinyl shopping. You never know what the fuck you might come home with. And when you find something in the wild, it's great. I mean, you know, check out the Facebook page. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. my wife, your sisters, she's been fucking scoring better than I have here recently because right. I haven't really got to go out. And 
yes, some of those vinyls that were up on the Facebook page are going to make the cut for the shows. And like I said, if you guys got any, any thing you guys want to hear, send it to the Facebook page, email us. I mean, you guys can get a hold of us. We're doing this show for you because honestly, we would sit around and drink all day and just record, listen to ourselves, talk shit about everything because we really don't care. That's true. We're just two dipshits listening to records, drinking yeah, beers. Pretty much. <laughs> and that's how the idea for this show got started. But I am going to say there are not a lot of you out there that are international hustlers <laughs> like we are because, hey, we got one fan in Canada <laughs> and one fan in Puerto Rico as we speak. Ballers. We are big balling, and that might be why we're celebrating <laughs> with the Kingfisher, the Sierra right. Nevada Torpedoes. Um, you know, I and like it. no, we didn't have mar or we did not have margaritas or Bloody Marys this week. That's true. But the week is still young. It, and, we're recording and winter break just started. Yeah, so. and we're recording this show on a Monday, <laughs> so who knows? By Wednesday, we might decide what the fuck we want to do another episode. But um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it's a great album. Listen to it on vinyl. I mean, for real. Yeah. I mean, hell, eight track is probably great, but I don't have an eight track player. That's true. Um, did you ever see them live? Uh, yes, I have seen Meatloaf live. Um, I I meant to look that up and add it to my notes, but I kind of got to drinking, and I forgot. But I'm gonna give him a five. What uh, what year did you see? Oh, shit. It was at Deepak. Um, I'm thinking it was around 2012, 2013, something like that. Me, you know, me and uh my wife, your sister, went and uh I believe she won tickets to that show, by the way. Um, and Pearl was with him and the whole night, I'm just hoping that I would see a glimpse of Scott Ian. Yeah, I was hoping he'd be playing guitar for that. Because I was like, I, I just, I don't care. I would have went to jail. I would have ran up like a fucking creeper being like, Scott, Scott. A couple of Randall stacks and he's running around in shorts doing yeah, the Scott Ian stomp. You know, doing the war dance. But mm -hmm. yeah, no dice. I didn't see Scott. But I will say this about Meatloaf. Um he puts everything he has into a show, and I think that was the big draw back in the 70s when he first come out. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, he's an older dude when we seen him even, mm -hmm. and I mean, he still just puts it out there, and I mean, it's like, it's like he's a dude that wears his heart on the sleeve, and he just gives everything he's got to the fans, and I mean, I'm giving a five on that. Uh, no one's going to change my mind on that. No, I, I get that. I've never seen him, but I assume that um, it's pretty and, great. Line. And like the thing is, you know, even when we went, then it'd be even better if Scotty and play guitar. It would be fucking. Uh, I would have been fucking rushing the fucking front <laughs> row if Scott was playing guitar. Hey, Scott, uh, maybe you and Pearl need to work on that. But uh, no, it was great. Um, you know, my wife, your sister, she loved the hell out of it. I which bet. you know, this is in her wheelhouse more than mine. But um, like I said, you honestly, you, you if if you're a metalhead, I don't care what the fuck you're into, you gotta include this album into your top something because it is a very influential album. Yeah, this is one of the run the records that falls sort of like 
sort of like Tom Petty or Beastie Boys, where you know what I mean. You have it in your collection. Everybody loves it, right? You know what I mean. It's like you had to bring the fucking Beasties. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, could be a future episode, folks. We just haven't figured out a way really to present it yet. But I'm sure if we drink, I think more we of just these, did, right? <laughs> oh, we might have. And if we keep drinking these fine beers that no one sends us for free, hey, I tell you what. Yeah. When we get the swag box from Big J, yeah. We'll go through it. Why don't we pick one beer and then we say, fuck it. You know, because we do kind of got a little schedule mm-hmm. of what we've been doing. Yeah. We pick a fucking swag beer out of that box and we break out fucking Paul's Boutique. Let's do it. I, I, I really, Paul's Boutique to me, I think that's the epitome of Beastie Boys albums. Yeah, no doubt. Um, You know, um, you know, Ill Communication, all of those are great. Um, yeah, license the ills. License the ills. Fucking that was our check your head. Great, right? You know, check your head. But, but to me, balls poop. <laughs> not balls. <laughs> Paul's. <laughs> goddamn, we have drank a lot today. We have. But uh, Paul's I'm, boutique. I'm down, dude. I also like balls boutique. <laughs> hey, 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 Beastie Boys, hit us up. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a future episode. Yeah, but, uh, it's coming, folks. It's coming at some point. It could be season three, maybe. Um, but yeah, I've I've never seen them live, but I'd like to. But uh, all right, let's do a recap. Um, but honestly, if you want to bring up the live aspect of this real quick, yeah, not to interrupt you, yeah, but um. If you think about like meatloaf in the terms of like Alice Cooper, um, you know, someone like that, that always has like hired guns, you know, coming in, playing for them. Yeah. I mean, I know when we seen them, it was not meets original band, but you would never know it because guys like Are that. Are you talking about Mr. Love? Mr. Love, Mr. Marvin Lee a day. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Michael Lee a day. That was his born name. Mm-hmm. If you want to get into it, um, them dudes are not going to surround themselves with bozos, you know. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the person that wore the no bozos shirt the best, the rock god, Mr. Edward Van Halen. <laughs> May he rest in peace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you know they just find people. That just they just carry it on, and I mean it. It was great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, recap. Uh, album cover and artwork. We both gave it a five. Yeah, like, it's a five, solid. It's fantastic. Strong tracks. I think we both gave it a four. Yeah, right? we gave it fours. Um, we agreed on favorite track too. Bad out of hell. <laughs> I mean, that was a five, wasn't it? Uh, for you, I gave it a four. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're giving it a four, I'm giving it a five. We'll we'll settle it at four and a half. Fair and enough. It, I mean, it, to me, it is the standout track of the album. Yeah, it is. And you know, I always love when there's a strong first track and a strong first side, and that. And that like is. I said, you know me, I love roller coaster songs. Yeah. And it don't get no more roller coaster than that. And honestly, thinking back, this could be the song that got me started on loving roller coaster songs. Yeah, because I was only around two, three years old whenever I first heard this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we both agreed on the track to avoid "Two Heaven Can Wait," except you gave it a three and I gave it a one. Yeah, but I'm gonna stick with my three because I I think it really showcased Meat's voice on that, and you know, just showed how much control he has. Can I give it a zero? Nah, no right. zeros. We go just, one to I, five. I don't know if I I wanted to. I just I didn't know the rules. I just want to make sure. Uh, nah, we got rules. <laughs> That torpedo's <laughs> kicking his ass, folks. Um, 
So deep cuts, which ones you pick? I get, I mean, I gave the deep cuts a five. Um, you picked the last song, right? Yeah, I picked for crying out loud, and like I said, I think that one showcased meets vocal range and control yeah. off of the whole album. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good song. I I, I picked it, you took the words right out of my mouth. I gave it a four, which, but that's a great tune too. But I, I I went with for crying out loud number one because you never heard it on the radio. Or at least I don't remember hearing it on the radio. No, I mean, that's more of a deep cut. Like I was saying, like, I feel like there's no deep cuts on this record. That's the so way popular. I felt, too, yeah. until I listened to that one. And I mean, how can you get the fucking line and <laughs> can't you see my fate of Levi's bursting apart? I mean, classic. come on. The only person that, whose album that could be pulled off on would have been a 1977 classic Meatloaf's album. That's true. Because, you know, I don't see Wasp talking about fucking <laughs> Burston and Levi's. No, but they should have. They should have. Blackie. Blackie should have. Hit us up. Um, production overall sound. I gave it a four. Yeah, I gave it a four, too. Like, it's, you know, we've talked about it a lot. It sounds great. And then overall listening experience? It's a five. Yeah, because I, I, I this is, four. if you go back to some of our uh, past shows of, like, you know, like you said, like, you know, pre-pandemic, if you threw Thin Lizzy on, you're going to get the head nod. Yeah. And I think if you back Thin Lizzy up, throwing this fucking album on, you're going to get the same fucking head nod. Yeah, no doubt. You know. I mean, th- these albums were made to be fun and enjoy with other people, yep. and I, I think it just it would it would work. Yeah, that's a great one. All right, you want to head out of here? Uh, overall listening experience. Can we just do that? <laughs> no, you did got to production. <laughs> um, four. I gave it a five. Yeah. And yes, I seen them live, and I gave them a five. Excellent. So, whatever. God, this is like our longest episode ever, hasn't it? It is. Uh, it's either the beers or the meat. Or Both. the loaf. I, I don't know. It See, could be all of the above. Scott Ian, hit us up. Do we call him Mr. Love? Do we call him Mr. Meat? Do we... I don't know what the fuck we call him. But right. anyway, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And if you do not own Meatloaf Bad Out of Hell in your collection, fuck fuck you. you.